0: Hey, everybody, this is Braden Keith, editor in chief of swimswam.com. And uh, today I am joined by a special guest, Patrick Murphy, the director of analytics at USA Swimming and the guy behind the Swims 3.0 upgrade. Welcome, Patrick, to the Swimswam podcast. How are you doing? Good. Thanks, Braden. Thanks for having yeah. me. It's been a, a busy couple of months for you getting this swims 3.0 uh, rollout done. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what the status of the rollout is kind of maybe put a percentage on on how close it is to being done and what's left to go?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So this uh, this entire project it's it's pretty much been my life for the past I'd say two and a half years at this point. Um, this this whole thing has a ton of challenges. It really is a, a giant beast at the end of the day. We are. Uh, I, I do feel like we're getting to a point where we're stabilizing quite a bit. Uh, we, we get a ton of feedback every day. I get a ton of feedback in my inbox. Uh, USA Swimming in general gets a ton of feedback. Sure, Brayden does as well, um, even though he he's not intimately involved in this project. Um,
0: we we do feel hear, pretty we good to hear about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. I think everyone in the in the swimming world does at this point. But we're we're progressing. Um, I would say I think we the the first couple of weeks did not go as well as we had hoped. Uh, we definitely were hoping for everything to be very clean, um, and at the end of the day, it wasn't. Uh, there were some some performance issues first couple of days, some some cascading issues from that. They were still working on cleaning up. I would say we're uh, this project was never going to be finished September one. And that's something we've been very clear about uh, with the board of directors and other constituent groups that we've been talking to. We've been working through something like officials tracking system uh, was something we never had on the docket for September. We had been communicating with the officials for months, uh, even longer than that, pretty much since uh, international team trials in April that we're not going to have this ready to go. But we have launched the first part of it. So there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that, I would say the parents and the coaches don't necessarily see every day. As far as putting a uh, a hard deadline on it, I'm not really comfortable with that. In the world of software, we, we're we constantly trying to get better. And one thing that we're, we're hoping that we're expressing through this project is we are going to continue to work every single day, continue to progress and get better and better every single day. And that's been the goal the whole time. We always had a goal of by the 2024 registration year, so next September of 2023, we have this in a really, really good spot um, to the point where we can really just work on fine tuning, constant improvement. Um, But the reality is right now, we're still building a lot of new functionality, still adding features, enhancements. Uh, As Braden knows, we're still tweaking a lot on the time side and the data warehouse we're still working on. So there's a ton that goes into this and we, we have a long way to go still.
0: Can you, uh, you mentioned that, you know, you're expecting continuous improvements tweaking. Can you help us understand what the difference is between sort of the stable state goals and then what some of those improvements, maybe get people excited. I know there's been a lot of frustration so far, but maybe get people excited about what new things they can look for that will make their lives better and easier.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, The the reality was we had a couple of things that we had to have ready to go September 1st. Obviously, registration had to be ready to go. All of the pre-registration stuff that we did with LSCs of setting up what memberships they offer, what dates those are available, allowing clubs to get into the system and opt out of offering the flex membership or other part-time memberships. All of that stuff was absolutely imperative and had to be finished. Uh, The pretty hard deadline there's some things that we we're doing now um something like our club excellence program in the past coaches have never had a report on what athletes actually qualify them for club excellence and it's a simple thing it's just something we've never had and now we have it um I don't know if we've deployed that report yet but we have it ready to go and we'll we'll deploy it in the coming days and that's just for for those 200 clubs earning club excellence it it's a huge benefit for benefit to them to be able to log into their account, pull a report, see everyone that qualifies. There's some other things that we're working on too. And I I really think the sky's the limit with what we can do with our data and reporting, something we've never done a great job with. And we, Braden, you and me have talked about this off the record, but something our sport has so much data, not only on on the time side, on the performance side, but also on the membership side. And we've never done the best job of making this available to clubs and coaches. And that's something we're really working on. And it's something that we can't, we can't prioritize that stuff before we have the registration system working really well or the times import, times upload system working really well. Even the safe sport recognition program and other programs that we have, club recognition, those all come first. But some of these uh, newer age, cool dashboard reporting uh, that, that we're working on now, I think that's the stuff we're really excited about. We really want to help clubs grow and we think our job at USA Swimming, we need to provide the resources to the coaches, to the clubs, to help our sport progress. Um, our job is really USA Swimming's got two main goals, and they're very broad. We want to win a lot of medals at the Olympics, but we also want to grow the sport. We want to improve opportunities. So they're two far different things that take a different strategy, but they do come together in that. If we grow the sport, help coaches grow the sport, that's how we're going to grow. It's not going to be anything we do in Colorado Springs. It's going to be providing resources to the local level, to those coaches, allow them to know there's capacity in my facility. There's capacity where I live. There's a lot of kids in this area. That's the type of stuff we want to start getting to and really hopefully progress the sport. And again, as we know, if we grow the sport, provide opportunities, 2028, 20, 2032, that medal count probably goes up just because we have great coaches in this country.
0: Yeah. And I think that, I think the data, the stuff you can do with data, and I know director of analytics is a little misleading about what you do with your job because it's so much more than analytics, but you know, I think that's what gets both of us on this uh, podcast excited and, and gets us logging on in the morning. Um, in 2016, 2017 USA swimming rolled out a uh, a website makeover Facelift. I assume that was very expensive. I think you guys used an outside firm for that. Can you tell us the difference between what happened then and what happened now, and how are those things related? Is was that a step one that leads to this, or was that strictly a facelift, and this is now sort of a, a behind the scenes change?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'll uh, I'll try to keep this not too technical. Uh, I did. I was not here in 2016. I was hired 2018. And and have kind of served in a couple of different roles, primarily on the data side, evolving more into the software side. In 2016, leadership chose to undergo a a website redesign. But this was not just a redesign of a website on the front end, what you see every day. It was a full rebuild of the back end of that website. So a brand new, what we call a content management system. So we had to migrate all of the content over to that website. But what made this really, really tricky was because swim, Swims, the old Swims, uh, that we had 300 people that had access to was so old, we actually had a bunch of software applications built on our website. So when you, when you purchase a new CMS, migrate all your content over, not only are you migrating that content, you have to migrate all of the, uh, all of the software and the applications that are custom built as well. So these are things like the officials tracking system, like OME, which actually never even got migrated. And this is why we had issues of you're on the website and then you get a pop-up of what looks like the old website because it actually was the old website. Um, so we, we, I would say this project, that project, the 2016 website redesign was probably bigger than anyone expected and it never even finished. I mean, we're six years down the road and never finished. But I would say learnings from that helped force the issue on this current project. And this current project was more around the, the operational software that USA Swimming HQ uses, that USA Swimming LSCs use as well. How do registrations get processed? Um, and, and much more... When you log when you show up at work each day what do you log in to go do How do you edit a birthday or edit contact information or even just find an email address to reach out to someone or a phone number how do you import times into our systems? all of this was not touched in 2016 and what we've done the past two and a half years is a full rebuild. So we we rebuilt the entire database because it was 20 years old. Um, and pretty much we were at the point where we were we were maxed out on what we could do because of a way the database was built. So something like Center for Safe Sports saying every single club staff member must be a member of USA Swimming. That's not a choice that we made, but that's a choice that we have to implement. Well, the way the old database was worked, we actually couldn't store that information without doing a drastic, drastic rebuild. So we decided, all right, we're, we're, we're going on 20 years of software that has not really been, uh, it's been maintained really well. It's been bug fixed really well, but it hasn't been improved and it has been enhanced. And it's really old. And anyone would tell you software is not supposed to last that long. So I think it's a credit to the team that it did last that long. But we had to do this project. We had to modernize. We had to move to the modern age, um, not only with the programming language that we're using, but with our database design. Uh, But obviously, kind of what we did with the 2016 redesign, we're rebuilding the whole thing. So that's why... We affect registration, it changes our times database. We change our times database. It affects IMX, IMR, VCC, all of these things have cascading effects. Uh, So this project specifically really had no website uh, aspect to it other than uh, the time search now needs to point to a new database. So the website doesn't look any different, but if you go into the new Swim software, that's all brand new. The one impact I would say on the website is DeckPass did go away. Uh, DeckPass used to be a website account that was built on that content management system. Now it's just one account, single sign-on. So you log into your one account, you have access to stuff on the website, access to stuff within your membership account or your coach club account. You also have access to reporting. um, In addition, the Center for Safe Sport courses and some of our coach education courses. So you can see, as I talk, I'm trying to keep this pretty uh, pretty high level, but there's a ton of details and it's very easy to get into the weeds pretty quickly.
0: So when I talk to um, the software guys we have on staff, and we have quite a few of them, most of our data guys are, are software guys, Andrew Marion and Barry Revzin. And these, these tend to be the guys who uh, crash your databases when they run yep. their queries and stuff. Um, they do cut you guys some slack. They say, you know, and it's, it's one thing to make something work in development and then you roll it out to 400,000 users. And that's a whole different thing. They, but you know, they still, again, from the outside looking in, right. They don't, they aren't in the offices. They don't know what you guys are dealing with every day, but they, they have had some critiques of the way it was rolled out. You know, maybe there were some opportunities to, um, have a backup that that when something crashed you just immediately went back to the backup and that that sort of made me think should usa swimming be in the software business or should usa swimming be outsourcing this to somebody else um which obviously can get expensive depending on how you do that and it is a very complex project but should is this something that usa swimming has the expertise and wants to have the expertise to do in-house
1: yeah uh, I, I've got a couple of couple of answers for this. So I do want to talk a little bit about the team. We we do use an out, outside software company uh called Catalyte. We've actually had a team of about, about eight people for the past two and a half years working on this. We do have three internal developers as well. Um one reason why I Uh, so obviously we're, we're operating on a hybrid approach where we have some internal resources, some external resources. I would say, I, I believe USA swimming does need to move more into the software world. Uh, one that that's the way the world's going, but two, two, (laughs) 95% of our business is done online. Um, very much it. And I don't want to say our, our coaching business, obviously coaches are our coaches and do a great job, but As far as USA Swimming, what do we need to do to operate as a business? We need to collect registration. We need to collect payment. We need to upload results. We need to display times. Um, We need to build reports, provide reporting to our LSCs, provide reporting to our clubs, provide reporting to our members even, and and even outside outside relationships like SwimSwam, potentially third-party team management vendors. so so there's a lot that goes into it. The reason I believe USA swimming does need to own this stuff internally or in this hybrid environment is because a lot of our rules are so complex. We have almost a 200 page rule book. So to just go say we're gonna, we're gonna outsource all of this. None of these contractors or consultants know the rule book. They don't know the sport. So that that's where my role has been quite a bit of this is I can do a lot of the data stuff and the back end stuff, but I've been I've become more of a uh how do the LSCs do business? How do the clubs do business? How does the rule book actually work? Does does this proposed solution actually fit within our rules? Uh, how so do you're, people you're kind
0: of in plain interpreter?
1: So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's and it's tough because what's really difficult about that is we've had 59 LSCs and LSEs do a really good job. Um, but we've had 59 LSCs that a lot of times do things 59 different ways. So when you're trying to code software to standardize this, now there's the whole political side to it. Well, we do it this way. We do it this way. We do it this way. What it about this me, edge case?
0: It kind of reminds me of when uh, there was sort of, I, I know it wasn't a real serious thing. It was somebody's little COVID project, but to standardize the logos of all the LSCs, make them look similar, which from a yeah. branding perspective just makes like too much sense to not do. Absolutely. But I can only imagine the pushback that that received from some of the 59 LSEs.
1: Yeah. And if you haven't seen some of those, I think I think Matt Lupton and the team have about 18 of those done. They look mm-hmm. really,
0: really good. Yeah. And some of the old ones look really, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, you probably can't say that. I can say that some of the old ones are terrible. But I, mean, I think there would be some LSEs that would agree that
1: their yeah. new one looks looks a whole heck of a lot better.
0: Yeah. Um, can you give us kind of, you know, we, I know, I know the emails I've gotten and some of those are Braden talk to USA swimming, get them to fix this. Some of them are, I think people believe that we are in charge of USA swimming, which we are not. Uh, but so I've seen a lot of the complaints. Can you give me like the top three complaints that you have received? Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we,
1: I've gotten so many emails and we've gotten so many tickets to our support system. I think one of the big complaints is why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, why did this have to change? And, and there there's a number of reasons why this had to happen. I, I kind of went into some of the, some of the technical reasons before of us operating multiple websites, us having 20 year old software, um, the center for safe sport pushing something that we can't actually accommodate in our old, in our old database. Um, but there's a lot more than that. I mean, we're we're trying to serve membership better. Uh, a lot of members don't even know they're a part of USA Swimming when they register in the old world. Um, but also, like really, the main reason for this is to have better information, better contact information in this world where safe sports going to continue moving up. Uh, I, I want to say moving up, but continue to be of of ultimate importance to our sport. In the old world, we're relying on third-party team management softwares to register kids and register families and we're not necessarily getting the most accurate information so this all started with registration let's collect data directly from the source. who's going to know their phone number better than the parent themselves um so I think the the number one complaint has been why why do you change this seems unnecessary And from our point of view it's not unnecessary I will say I think I wish things were a little bit simpler. Um, and I, I do think there's been, we should have done a much better job of uh, training clubs or, or drafting some sort of uh, token email that should go out to all parents that explains, one, this is why this is happening. Two, this is how you do it. Three, any questions go here. And I I don't think we did a great job of that. We, we took this top-down approach of training the LSCs, trusting the LSCs to, to train their clubs. And I think, like I've said, some have done an awesome job. And I, I do think some have not done as great a job. And that's not that's not putting blame on LSEs. That's putting the blame back on us. That means we didn't do a good jo- good enough job training them. Um, so I think that's where my learnings have been and our learnings have been. Other complaints we've received, um, a lot of complaints from coaches and from LSEs about duplicates that have been created. Um, this has been, this is something we were nervous about the whole time. Uh, and this is something that has been worse than we even our worst nightmares expected. A lot of people are registering and they're not renewing. They're not linking to their old membership. They're just creating a brand new record and not linking to any of their history. And what this does is, it's funny, I've talked to a couple of parents on the phone. They're like, why do we have to do it like this? I said, well, think about it. Don't you want Johnny's times to show up on his account? they're like, "Oh yeah, of course I want Johnny's times to show up on his account." Like, well, if you don't link to the right membership, then they're not going to show up. So it's it sounds simple, but it's been it's been extremely difficult migrating 400,000 people over to a new system while changing the member ID was probably one of the the trickiest one of the things that we had to do to remove the personal identifiable information in the ID. But when you're doing a full migration of 400,000 people, maybe the timing wasn't great on that. Mm-hmm. Um, we felt like we should do it all at once, but that that has obviously added a ton of confusion as well. And yeah, I think the
0: that, to me that was that was the, the the sort of smoking bullet when when you told me that you had to remove identifying information with the way the world is going on the internet. That's so obvious, right? Like that's yep. that's an obvious change that has to be made.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I think um as far as getting people to link to the correct membership, that's been a struggle. And I and I think we've talked about it internally. And it's the most frustrating thing. It's like, well, why don't we just email the member IDs out to everyone? It's like, well, we don't have good contact information. That's the whole reason we wanted to do this. So it's a chicken and the egg a little bit where mm-hmm. what we're trying to solve. We is preventing us from making things easier at this point. Well, and point again, well.
0: not being able to contact your membership. It it seems, you know, that you have to solve that problem. It's 2022 and you have to be able to contact Absolutely. any member at any time. That yeah. you know, that's memberships 101. Yep. Absolutely. Um, did you have a third thing? I think I cut you off. You're about oh, to say yeah, third.
1: third. Um it, it really depends on the constituent group. I want to keep this more for the the parent athlete. Point of view, I I really think I'd stick to those two. I guess the third right now is we're getting complaints about the time stuff, um, which we're we're very very aware of, and Braden and I have talked about that quite a bit. Um, I complain about it at least once a yeah, day. It's it's gonna be fixed. Um, hopefully, I I think early next week. Hopefully before that.
0: So um, when people do have issues right now, where you're sitting right now, and I know you and I have talked about putting together documents and videos and, and different things to help with some of the more common issues. but you know where we sit right now today, Thursday, October 13th, what is the best thing for people to do when they have those issues?
1: Yeah, so we do have a, a support ticket system set up. They should reach out to support. Um, we we struggled a lot early on. We underestimated the amount of tickets we would get early on. I will say things have progressed forward quite a bit. Uh, and we are, we're at the point where what's coming in is, is getting a response and getting out and getting resolved within a couple of days. Actually, I looked yesterday and I think 60% of our tickets now are getting resolved within two hours, which is awesome. huge, huge progress from uh, September 1st, September 2nd, where we got, we got crushed and uh, we're, we're still, we're still paying for that. We're still making up for that. Um but that would be option one. I, really, at, I guess I would say option one is reach out to your club and see if they know. Option two would be reach out to potentially your LSC, potentially support, uh, and we'll we'll get back as soon as we can.
0: Yeah, and we'll put a link to how to access that support in the show notes. Um, so if you need that, go there. Perfect. Um, how this is a big question, Patrick? You ready for a big question?
1: Always so, ready.
0: Everybody, I think everybody on earth is naturally inclined to not like governing bodies. I don't think that's sort of a groundbreaking statement. Um, And so this rolls out and people have problems and it just sort of reinforces what people already think about governing bodies. What can you say or do to people to win back their trust that it's all going to be okay? We're all going to move forward. You know, we've had a few complaints. My kid can't sign up for swim meets. You know, how how can how do you think your group specifically can work to sort of show people you're doing it the best way that it could be done, given the circumstances? This is not a bureaucracy issue. This is a software issue. You know, how can you how can you win back the audience, so to speak?
1: Yeah, I'll go back to something I said earlier. Um, and I've always had this philosophy throughout life, throughout my my swimming career, whatever it may be now, my uh, professional career. We want to get better every single day um, and we're pushing hard to get better. So we, we know things aren't perfect today, but I hope people, I hope people recognize the improvements being made. Um, I do know, I, I'll go back a little bit with, with how this whole project was working with gathering requirements, figuring out what had to be done. We worked with some core groups at clubs and LSCs. And man, we I remember our first club call uh, we had about 12 coaches on this call. Coaches, club admins, uh, club presidents. I got blitzed. Uh, we we got crushed on this call. People were questioning why we we're doing this. Why are we complicating things? doesn't make sense. The current system's not broken, even though we know internally it probably will be broken soon. Um, and we met with them weekly for a long time. And I'm telling you, every single week as we showed, okay, we heard what you said, and now we have this built. And every single week, it got better and better to the point where even the biggest naysayers on that call said, hey, we trust that you guys are going to keep moving forward and keep getting better. Um, and and we we think you're going to get there. And I will say, I think this is the, the first time USA Swimming is really committed to spending on software and technology. I think we've done these big projects. 2016 website redesign was huge. The reality is they had to spend uh double what they spent to get all these applications rebuilt. So I know membership doesn't like to hear that but in this world we're we're prioritizing efficiencies and reporting and data uh and, and moving forward and we're we're going to keep doing that. Obviously we're going to be responsible as an NGB. We have to be fiscally responsible but we're going to push and we're going to make sure things are working well and the reality of this is the the goal of this is to save money for clubs save money for members at the end of the day it's not to uh there, there there's no there's no financial incentive for us for doing this we're actually losing money obviously we're spending a lot of money on the project we're also losing money on credit card fees that we're covering for members there's no tack on there there's optional add-ons that members can opt into but there's no there's no increasing of membership dues to cover these costs. And, and I hope people do recognize that, but we're going to keep pushing forward. Um, we, we've got a bunch of really, really good people that care a lot on this project and, and we're going to keep pushing and we're going to take feedback and, and we're going to answer questions and do the best we can.
0: So come September, 2023, what, what email do you hope you get that tells you that you have sort of succeeded in that mission? What do you want that email to say? That's so a, that's a good question.
1: Um, well, I don't think we'll, I don't know if we'll get that email, but, um, we're, we're a little bit in a, well, I, I guess I'll just answer the question. I, I I think what we want is we want parents, swimmers, coaches, clubs to recognize that USA swimming is working for them. And, and we're trying to, trying to improve the sport and add efficiencies and really help, help the clubs and coaches grow the sport and, and get us to the point where this is, uh, we are growing every year and people are getting better and the opportunities out there are, are well received and, and people are enjoying it. And I think as far as the software, no news is better news for us. So I don't expect an email. Um, I hope people just see that things are working and, and we get there.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Patrick, for taking the time today. You know, we always harp here on Swim Swam about the importance of transparency in swimming and how that's going to help the sport move forward. And then I think uh, you coming on and sort of facing the music about some of the challenges is uh, is really helpful to those goals. So I appreciate you taking the time.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Brendan. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week.